What is up, guys? Welcome to the third out. This is Bryson French, and I'm here with Noah Whiskey. Um, we got a good show for you guys today. We're going to run over the NL Central and look at all the teams and what they need to do this offseason in preparation for the 2022 season. Um, the lockout obviously is holding things up, but we're still finding stuff to talk about. Um, there's not as much current news right now, but we do have two, two pieces of news for you guys today. One is that uh, Kyle Seeger has retired. Uh, I believe this was announced yesterday, actually. Um, anyway, he played for around 10 years. He was a third-round pick back in 2009. He's currently 34 years old. Um, you know, really respect the fact that he spent his whole, his whole time there in Seattle. Um, just a very good player for them. Um, All-star game appearance, gold glove. Um, an above-average hitter his whole career. Uh, just a very solid player for Seattle. And I believe he was in free agency. I believe we had talked about him in one of the past weeks as being a good free agent option for, for one of the teams we talked about two weeks ago, I think. But that's obviously not an option anymore. So the game of baseball will miss him. Seattle, definitely going to miss him. But, you know, he had a good career. Very thankful that we got to watch him play when we did. Um, the other piece of news we have is Otani has been named AP Male Athlete of the Year. You know, seems well-deserved to me. Would you agree, yeah. Noah? Yeah, just slightly. Yeah. Uh, nobody else in sports does what he did. Um, you know, I, I really think that that's why he deserves that award. So uh, two quick announcements before we jump, jump into the central here. Um, one, we just want you guys to check out our Instagram. We're doing polls on whether or not different guys should make it into the Hall of Fame. And once, once we get done with that, we'll put together a list. Probably talk about that on the podcast. and you know, That'll be about the time when the Hall of Fame vote will be happening. So we can compare what you guys think to what the actual vote says. Um, and then the second thing is we are actually getting a lot of content out on our TikTok right now. Um, some more comedic videos we have coming out right now are some uh, New Year's resolutions for each team. So go check that out. And with that, let's jump into the NL Central. Starting at the top, the Milwaukee Brewers. So they've lost, they lost two big pieces. They lost Avisel Garcia and they lost Eduardo Escobar, which was their trade pickup. Mm -hmm. Um and they lost Manuel Pina, who was a backup catcher, but a, a great framer, very solid defensive catcher. Um, but yeah, all of those, all three of those guys went to the NL East. Some big, big losses there. Um, as far as who they got, they got Hunter Renfro from the Red Sox. That's big. Um, I don't know if he's as good as Garcia in right field, but I, I feel like that's a good replacement. Solid, mm -hmm. you know, when we did, we did our top 10 right fielders a while back. Hunter Renfro was, I believe, number 10 spot for. Yeah, he was between eight and 10. I think he was nine. Yeah, somewhere in there. So he's a top 10 right fielder. They got that. It's a good pickup for them. And then uh, Pedro Severino is just, they pulled him in as a backup catcher, really. Um, 28 years old. So some good control there. Mm -hmm. um, other free agents they have Brett Anderson, it's worth mentioning Daniel Norris um, 
Vogelbach, so losing a first baseman there, Hunter Strickland, Brad Boxberger, and John Axford. So a lot of relief, relief pitchers on the free agent market. And, I mean, that is the strength of this team is their pitching staff and their relief pitchers. So that might be big. Yeah, they're going to have to pull some of those guys back, re-sign some of those yeah. guys. Yep. But there's also going to be a lot of other attention from a lot of other teams for those guys too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, bullpen's probably going to have a lot of turnover. Yep, which isn't good for how much they relied on it last year. I mean, mm-hmm. for how much they relied on their pitching staff in general. It's not that their starters left the bullpen out to dry, but it's more so that the offense yeah. left their pitching staff out to dry. So, yeah, you want to bring back those guys because there's those are some good guys, some really good, really pitchers right there. Um, as far as their prospects go, um, they look a little weak in the development, de- developmental side of things. Um, they seem to lack offense already. Mm-hmm. And four of their top five prospects are offensive. But they only have two prospects in the top 100. And zero in the top 50. Zero in the top 50. And as I think we're going to see a lot of that as we move down the NL Central. A lot of teams with weaker prospect size of things. So you got Garrett Mitchell, an outfielder who is 51st in the top 100. He's 23 years old, double A level. Um, so he's a little bit older and still has a couple years left before he gets to the MLB. Um, and you got Sal Freelich also in the outfield, 21 years old in advanced single A. He's mm-hmm. the 88th prospect in the top 100. Um, the two guys that they have close are Bryce Terang at 22 in AAA, and he's a middle infielder. I'm not sure they really have an opening for middle infielder right now. Maybe that's why they moved off Eduardo Escobar. We'll see. But, and then Ethan Small, uh, 24 years old in AAA as well. He's a left-handed pitcher, so that's the only pitcher they have. You know, it's, I think that's kind of concerning with the, with the pitching staff that they have brought up and their own system. I mean, you look at the bullpen they have, they got Hader and all those guys in the bullpen. You look at the starting rotations they have, which we've talked about a lot, which is so good. There's not a lot of other pitchers coming up after this. What they have is what they have, and they're going to have to keep it. They're not going to be able to lose anything in free agency. Yeah, I mean, they can't lose anything. Or if they do, it has to be minimal. I mean, you can't – there's five guys or four guys. I mean, if you – Lose two, there's half your bullpen. On for, in, for, or at least your free agency bullpen. And, and I mean, Brett Anderson on the free agent market too is big because yeah, he, he gets started. overlooked because he wasn't one of their big three starting pitchers. But he, but he had a really good year, a decent year, like a decent four or five, you know, rotational piece. It's yeah. probably a little better than you're going to find elsewhere in the league, the four or five spot in the rotation. So, and so out of everybody, all those free agents they have, they have one person is not a pitcher. Yeah, that's first baseman. So, yeah, yeah, and they may need a first baseman. So, their needs we have written down here the bullpen, they have one of the best bullpens in baseball, but some major pieces are in free agency. Uh, we just talked about that. Um, they do need a first baseman. Um, so even if they re-sign Vogelbach, I'm not sure that they want to do that because I don't know if he's really a starting level first baseman in the MLB. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, they may look elsewhere for an answer. Yeah. I don't know if they're yeah. big spenders to get in on Freddie Freeman. Probably Rizzo's a better fit. Mm-hmm. Price yeah, that's what I was going to say. Spend. Rizzo, or they'll make a trade. That would be Rizzo would be a big deal for them. Like, I feel like that's he, as big as they could go. I would the think, biggest thing, I, I would think he would be a prior, priority for him this year. With yeah. the, the offense that he brings and the leadership, and he, he's been to World Series. He yeah. definitely, he's aside definitely someone. Aside from re-signing their own pieces, I feel like he's their biggest outside target they need to go after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they also, their biggest problem, I think, is the production from the outfield they currently have. And I don't think this is something you fix in free agency because they already have solid starters. It's just getting these guys to perform well. So you got Yelich, you got Kane, and then they just signed Hunter Renfo to replace um, Garcia. So, you know, Renfo played well. Garcia was playing really well. So I'm not so worried about that. But Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Kane got to step it up. That That's the biggest thing for them. Um, they're also kind of weak on the bench. They rely on their pitching way too much. Obviously, we saw that all season. Um Maybe a good fit for Jose Martinez would be a lower level version of the Anthony Rizzo they might get. So I'd like to see Jose Martinez get a starting job somewhere. This may be the place for him. Um, That said, that's the Milwaukee Brewers, and we can now move on to the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals uh, lost Luis Garcia out of the bullpen, um, and they gained Steven Matz in the starting rotation. So not a lot going on for what they lost, and Matz is a, it's a good, good piece to bring in. The other free agents are Matt Carpenter, Andrew Miller, Carlos Martinez, Jay Happ, John Lester, um, Kim, and Tyler Webb. So looking at that, I'm not – overly concerned about their free agents no i said you don't you probably don't bring a lot of those guys back no so jay Happ and john lester were guys that were both brought in at the trade deadline just to get us through the season so i don't think there's any reason to bring them back um matt carpenter there's already been talks about them just not having any interest in bringing him back Mm -hmm. um andrew miller getting up there in age as well probably going to move on so the only pieces that are interesting that, you know, you may consider are Carlos Martinez, um, Kim, and Tyler Webb. Mm-hmm. Those are three pitchers, two starting pitchers, one relief pitcher. Um, Martinez, there's going to – Martinez and Kim would have um, bidders elsewhere in the MLB too. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people looking for three through five starters, and those guys would fit that role. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of – not, not a lot of interesting free agents, but some interesting free agents there. Um, prospects, St. Louis has three in the top 100, two in the top 50. Um, again, in most, most of the divisions we've looked at, this would be considered a weak prospect field, but in the central, you're going to learn it's kind of it's one of the stronger ones. Um, Nolan Gorman is uh, the top prospect at 24 in the top 100. He's second baseman, third baseman, um, just kind of a infield type player he's in triple a right now and he's 21 years old i think this is a really good replacement for paul de young um 
Maybe he's got another year left in the minors, though. So that might be concerning for St. Louis. That's why we're kind of seeing them go out and looking free agency. There's a lot of talk about them picking up a shortstop right now. Um, going for Trevor Story. So depends on how quickly they think Gorman's going to get to the league, whether or not you, get, you, know, you rely on him or you go get somebody else. Um, you got Matthew um, Liberator, um, left-handed pitcher in AAA as well. So another guy that should be up in the MLB here soon. Can always use more pitching. He's number 47 in the top 100. And then Jordan Walker, third baseman, uh, 57th prospect. Um, he is in single A plus. He's 19 years old. So th- the thing I noticed about the Cardinals' top five prospects, CeeLo, um, Mason Wynn, the fourth, is 19 years old. Joshua Baz, the fifth prospect, is 18 years old. Like the third, fourth, and fifth prospects they have are 19 and 18 years old. Yeah, I mean, they're all super, super young. Yeah, single A plus and rookie ball. So those guys have time to develop. I'm not so worried about the fact that they didn't make the top 100. I like the fact that they're really young. Mm -hmm. You know, it's time for them to develop into being a little better maybe. But And then the two guys that you do have that are top prospects right now, the top 50, are guys that are, you know, going to come up and start impacting your team here soon. Mm -hmm. And – I feel like the Cardinals currently, you know, you always need more pitching, especially a left-handed pitcher. And Gorman, you know, you got an opening at shortstop that fits pretty well too. So, yeah, I think things are lining up well for him. Yeah, I say you just pull up Gorman now, unless you first, unless you sign somebody. I think you got to pull him up. I think this will be his first year in AAA. I believe he was in AA oh. last year. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. probably not. Maybe later pull in up. the year. Yeah, probably in October, Maybe later, then yeah. September call. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no reason to not get him in the league this year at some point. Yeah. Uh, especially have... assuming we have a normal spring training. Maybe, you know. I, yeah, I think that's what he's a, got there. Yeah, that's in doubts right now, but it's fair. Yeah. So the, uh, you know, the big rumor right now around the offseason for them is Albert Pujols. This wouldn't be so much a piece to like help them compete. This would be more of, you know, just a good reunion, you know, on the way out for him. Um, I, I thought he retired at the end of last season. I, I, thought, he had, I, thought, he had, I thought he announced it. I, I may be totally wrong, but. Don't believe so. I believe we would have seen a lot more about that if he had. Yeah. Oh, I think he was just contemplating it. I think that's what yeah. it was. I mean, he's playing in the Dominican right now, so. Yeah. Hitting bombs in the Dominican right now, actually. Moving it up. Um, the biggest need offensively is a star shortstop. And that is the situation we were just talking about. You know, do they sign Trevor Story or do they pull up Gorman sooner rather than later? You know, if you sign a star shortstop, they're probably going to want a long-term deal. So that would be interesting. Yeah. You do also have the possibility you can put Gorman at second. So it's not like if you sign a star shortstop, you're just going to leave him in the minors for five more years. That's not exactly what's going to happen here. So I'd be fine with signing a shortstop too. Mm-hmm. And Edmund, our second baseman, can move to the outfield. So like, it's not 
not the end of the world if you sign a shortstop here. I feel like yeah. that'd be a smart move for them. I think that'd probably be best um, case scenario though. If you sign a yeah. star shortstop and then just move him to second when you call him up. Yeah. Um, filling out the depth of the bullpen, that would be a big deal. Bullpen was a major struggle for the Cardinals last year. And they have three of the best relievers in the league. No, their top three are really good. And then you get outside of those top three and it's just really bad. So kind of flipping that and just getting some more depth in the bullpen. Uh, Matthew might be something you can call up to help um, get get that depth there. But like, yeah, getting some other pieces in there would be huge for them. Um, one more starting pitcher, maybe two, depending on, you know, Carlos Martinez and Kim, they resigned. So you're going to have to figure out the rotation. Uh, I mean, this is a team of reunions possibly going into next year. Because, like, the big shortstop we've talked about just now and that's been rumored with them is Trevor Story. So you're looking at a possible reunion of Story and Arenado on that side of the infield. And then if you bring back Pujols, you know, you got the Wayno Yachty Pujols, you know, retirement party basically going on, you know. So that's not so much to help them compete, but that's just, you know, fantasy, you know, just imagine those guys being back together again situation the Cardinals are looking at so yeah, with those guys together they could probably compete too I mean story will help them compete yeah I, Paul Wolf wouldn't so much help no them. you know he's a nice bench piece you know he's not no, gonna drag him down but like yeah. if they would sound story that they it would help them compete yeah. yeah so yeah Yachty's announced his retirement Wayno has not I don't think it's been confirmed but it is seriously contemplated and Pujols obviously contemplating it as well. So I believe if Pujols were to sign with the Cardinals, it would be a perfect farewell tour for him to finish off the year. Yeah. It'd pretty much be a done deal. He's done after that year. Yeah. Now, you know, seeing this, what do you think of the Cardinals um, competitive odds next year going to get up against the Brewers and, you know, the rest of this division? I, I, I think they'll compete for that second wild card spot or the first wild card spot. I think they're a playoff team. Yeah. And I feel like this is a division with a lot of, you know, major weaknesses. You know, mm-hmm. you got some good teams, like the Brewers are really good, but they have major weaknesses, like just mm-hmm. the entire offensive side of things. Yeah. So I feel like that also gives them not only the opportunity to go for that second wild card, but you could also sneak in and just win your division outright. Exactly. That's what I was getting ready to say too. If, if the Brewers don't fill in, like if they lose some of these bullpen pieces and uh, Yelich doesn't have a resurgence, I think there's a good chance St. Louis wins the division. Yeah. Um. Yeah, biggest need for them is just fill out the bullpen. And I think their bullpen performance is going to be what determines where they land this season. Yeah. So with that, we move on to the team that finished in third, the Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds put together a lot of good runs throughout the season. Um, but just overall couldn't finish strong. No. They, they lost Michael Lorenzen to the Angels. And they lost Tucker Barnhart. I wouldn't say lost Tucker Barnhart. They traded Tucker Barnhart. Um, 
Jeez. As good of a player as Tucker Barnhart is, it's you know, it's all right because they do have they're fine at catcher. What did they, they get? They were, yeah, what did they get in return in that trade? I can't remember. What did they get in return? I don't remember what they got in return. I want to say, I don't think it was prospects. I think they got some a player. Is it not? Um anyway, they lost those two. They have a number of other free agents still on the market in Castellanos, um, Michael Givens, Asdrubal Cabrera, um, Alex Blandino, and Brandon Bailey. Oh. They did get a uh, prospect. They got an infielder, Nick Quinta. He's a prospect. So. The top prospect, actually. The Tigers. So, yeah. Um, we'll talk about Tucker Barnhart being with the Tigers two weeks from now. But I have a lot to say about that because Tucker Barnhart is a great catcher. And it's going to help a lot of their – Young, they're young pitchers that they have coming up in Detroit, so that'll be interesting to talk about. Anyway, they're free agents though for the Reds. Castiano's still out there. Um, you know, as Drupal Cabrera is probably too old to bring back or worry about Michael Givens, um, in the bullpen, maybe something you're interested in bringing back. Landino, yeah, bench piece, you know, probably if he goes elsewhere. Brandon Bailey, though, is an interesting one. You probably want that starting pitcher there, so yes. Their prospects, they also have three prospects in the top 100, two in the top 50. Again, basically exactly like St. Louis. They have Hunter Green at 26, a right-handed pitcher. So they're they're a little more heavy on the pitching side of things with the top prospects. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we could see Hunter Green entering the MLB this later this year, probably going to start at AAA. And then um, Nick Lodolo, a left-handed pitcher, also in AAA, 30, 23 years old, could also enter the MLB later in this year. I think they, I think they both end up getting pulled up. Yeah. Relatively yeah, so those close are, at the same time. Yeah. So both guys are right-handed on the left-handed pitcher, both in AAA, 22 and 23 years old, uh, 26 and 31 prospects. So, like, they're both – they're really close. Mm-hmm. Going to be some good pitchers. That will really yeah. help. That yeah. That's something that could really help push the Reds over and into the top of this division, too. Yeah, if they come up and Yeah, they got to get some pitching. Especially put that in with the starting rotation they already have. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, they would have a solid, really solid rotation if they – even just one of those guys. Yeah. Um, Matt McClain is their other in the top 100. He is the 90th. He is a shortstop at single A plus. He's only – he is already 22 years old, though. But you're going to have to wait a little longer before he's ready a couple of years before he comes up. And then Austin Hendrick and Jay Allen are both young, single-A and rookie ball, 20 and 19 years old, both outfielders. But not as hyped for them. Again, not in the top 100 and also young. So, Yeah, so it'll be a few. It'll probably be three years before they get pulled yeah, Their up. prospects are basically just going to give them pitching at this point, though. I mean, and you got to be looking to pull Hunter Green up relatively early because he was their number one pick, what was it, three years ago, their first pick in the draft, and then he's just been hyped up ever since then, getting pulled, called up. Yeah. 
So if you look at the Reds depth chart right now, it has um, Revert and Hunter Green both in their starting rotation to start the season. Oh, so he he's probably not. So they. But it considers that Hunter Green, you know, looking at MLB.com, it considers that he's going to start the year at AAA. As far as what level they think he's ready for right now. Did he, did he play AAA last year too? Or he's starting double A? I don't know. But the point is they have one free agent still. They have Brandon Bailey, who's 27 years old, starting pitcher, free agent. So if they re-sign him, you can start Hunter Green in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Reaver is anything to be too hyped about. And so maybe yeah. it's just a matter of keep, you know, developing Hunter Green as soon as he's ready, pull out Reaver, put Hunter Green up there. Yeah. That may be the way they have to go about this. Mm-hmm. Point being, though, they they may want another older starting pitcher. I don't know. I don't know if those, you know, those are two guys. You're going to have to start one of them, and I'm not comfortable with either of them yet, really. Yeah. Um, they need a right fielder, so, you know, might as well bring back Castellanos. That, that should be a, pro- that should be a priority. Fit. Yeah. Yeah. That's they obviously the best so Castellanos and Brandon Bailey are the priorities in free agency. Yeah. And the second starting pitcher, maybe. Yeah, I'd say bringing back Nick is probably their top priority. Yeah. Um, bringing back Michael Givens in the bullpen would also mm-hmm. be a big deal yeah. for them. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of bring back what they have and sign, sign another starting pitcher. Yeah. And th- there's a lot of starting pitchers on the market, too, that you don't have to pay big money for. A lot of, you know, like who said, this is the area where you're looking for that three, four, five level starter. Yep, exactly. We just talked about a couple of the Cardinals have, they may not bring back. So, you know, yeah, you got opportunities out there. There's lots of those guys. So Uh, that brings us now to the Chicago Cubs. Um, They lost this season. um, A lot. Every free agent they would have had, they traded. So they don't have a lot of free agents. So they haven't really lost anything in free agency, <laughs> per se. They have gained some really interesting things. They gained Marcus Stroman. That's a good sign. To a three-year, seventy-one million dollar deal. Um, you know that I see that signing, and it's like, are they really trying to compete next year, next two years, next three years? I think they're trying to stay relevant, so they okay. don't have to totally do a rebuild. And they maybe they because they have all these prospects now. And they're really they, – they don't. Well, we're going to look well, at their prospects in a second. Yeah, so I mean, that thought? I, mean, I was – they got all the prospects from the trades. So, I mean, okay. and they're not prospects that are going to be caught up in the next three years. But, I mean, they, they have pieces on their team to be able to stay relevant until those pieces can come up. Yeah. Okay. So, I, you trade Marcus Stroman. Or you, you got Marcus Strum, excuse me. They signed Jan Gomes, who's 34. They signed him to a two-year deal. Um, Jan Gomes is a good catcher. Was this a replacement for Wilson Contreras? Are they going to trade him? That's interesting. And they signed uh, Clint Frazier from the Yankees. This, was the, this is the one to me that made the most sense. 
because he's a young guy who just maybe is underperformed, but like he has a really good potential. Yeah, I mean, he was a number. He was the Yankees' number one prospect, and then he just they just didn't have room for him, and he's so he couldn't really develop the way that they probably would have liked. Yeah. So that's the only signing that I like so far, and I'm going to explain why a little bit more a little later. Um, they have one free agent remaining, and that's Zach Davies. Really, um, starting pitcher they could use him. Just to fill out, you know, he's a good starting pitcher, and they're going to need him. Um, God, then this is where things get troublesome. They're top prospects yeah. in the top 100. They have less top 100 prospects than the Reds and the Cardinals. This is after they traded all of their star players away for prospects. They don't have top 100 prospects. They have two. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. I mean, I understand they were clearing out all their star players to not have to pay them this year. And so that they would get something in return. But as of right now, it doesn't look like they got anything in their turn. So, yeah, that's interesting. So they have they have the highest prospect out of any team in the Central so far. They have Brendan Davis, who is a 22-year-old outfielder in AAA. He's the 14th prospect. He's the only guy they have in the top 50. So the Brewers have two in the top. Yeah, two in the top fifty, and then the Reds. No, the Brewers did not. Brewers had one in the top fifty. Reds had two in the top fifty. Yeah, Cardinals had two in the top. Yeah, St. Louis was the one that had two in the top fifty. I mean, they have, and then Cubs have one in the top seventy-five. Yeah, top eighty-five. So their second prospect is Braylon Marquez, who's MLB ready. He's the 86th prospect. Right. Left-handed picture. Excuse me. So this is what makes me say they're not going to be competitors for a while because their their rebuilding process is just they don't have the prospects to like be looking at, oh, all right, these guys are going to be ready in three, four years. Like they don't even have the prospects yet. We can't even give them a timetable yet. Well, are they trying to sign guys to stay relevant? Because that's what those signings kind of tell me they're trying to stay not competitive, but they signed one starting pitcher that's right good. there. Yeah. Well, I think Is that the signings that are going to help you stay relevant. Well, one I'm starting looking, pitcher. I'm looking at the Clint Frazier signing too. They're at least trying to make an effort because we'll he Clint, has so much, uh, he has a lot of potential to be. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, we'll go through this and then we'll go through their whole roster here in a second, actually. But Braylon Marquez, MLB ready, left-handed pitcher, 86 prospect. So I don't think that's going to be a star pitcher, but that's going to be a solid MLB level pitcher for you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's good. Um, Christian Hernandez, rookie ball. Um, Miguel uh, Amea is an MLB ready catcher. And if you're an MLB ready catcher that's not in the top 100 prospects, you probably are going to be either just a solid everyday catcher I feel like he could rotate in and out with Jan Gomes. So that would be a good, you know, get Contreras out of their situation. Because you can't have an MLB ready catcher in your minor league system. Jan Gomes signed to a two year, $13 million deal, both sitting on your bench while Wilson Contreras goes and makes the all star game again. Like, yeah. I don't know. You got to get something for Contreras, I think. So, yeah, he's got to be on the move. 
So that didn't, that's their prospects. That's their situation there. Um, yeah, they have three prospects that are MLB ready, but only one of those is going to be like a star level player. Wilson Contreras is a piece they're probably going to look to trade. But yeah, like, I mean, like you said, they're trying to stay relevant. A lot of, a lot of people are saying that the Cubs aren't going to need to do a full rebuild. I don't, I don't see how that's the case though. They have so few top prospects. They have to be trying to do it through free agency. I mean, so that has to be what their lockout was really an ideal for them then. Yes. Yeah, because if whenever this lockout comes out, I mean, all these players will be ready to sign or should be. So they may they may come out and sign a bunch of guys. Who knows? Yeah. So this is I I think they have three levels of players. They have the have-beens, the guys that have been good. Like they just haven't played well recently. So this is your Jason Hayward, your Ian Happ. You know, do you consider those guys still to be really good and help you compete? Because yeah. Jason Hayward at this point in your career, I don't think he's helping you compete. Ian Happ, maybe, but not the way he played last year. Um, then they have some older players that are like rookies and who perform pretty well. This is what's carrying them to being relevant. This is the Swindles, the Patrick Wisdom, the Ortegos. Like, but for these guys, performing well was a war of like 2.0. That's what you need to be a starter in the MLB. That's not actually performing well, though. Yeah. That was that was the best players on their team were players that were just like deserving to be MLB starters, really. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the guys that they're banking on carrying them to the playoffs right now, or you know, being relevant at least. Um, then they have the young players who they, you know think you know maybe these are the prospects that they went for these are the players that are going to carry them to the future um but they just haven't performed yet so you got clint frazier an underperforming top prospect you got nico horner who hasn't done anything special yet as far as i am aware and you have uh mandrigal who has shown flashes of being really good when he was with the white Sox, and when he came over to the cubs just didn't so I'm really confused as to what they have right now. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to stay right at that right where they are right now, that four slot, you know, they four slot, three slot, and then just sign and but they're gonna have to do that through free agency. They're just gonna have to sign people and this lockout kind of put that on hold. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if they move forward with the roster they have right now, I mean, if we started the season and they were able to re-sign Zach Davies and really not do anything else too big in free agency, they're going to be a pretty bad team, I think. Yeah, I they'll probably be last in the division. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's the Chicago Cubs. That I mean – I just worry about the lack of direction right now, but again, the lockout may be a reason for that. So we'll see what happens there. The Pirates. This is, uh, don't have a lot to say about them. <laughs> Roberto Perez, they lost 
and Jose Quintana. Excuse me, no, no, no. They, these guys, they signed Roberto Perez and they signed Jose Quintana. Um, both 32 years old. One was a catcher. Um, Roberto Perez kind of just a player to fill in until Henry Davis, their prospect, their top prospect actually, um, arrives. But also probably not because it's going to be a couple of years before Davis arrives. Mm -hmm. um, Jose Quintana, just another starting pitcher to fill out their rotation. So it makes a lot of sense. Their other free agents, Felipe Vasquez, um, an amazing relief pitcher. There are going to be a lot of teams interested in him. Pirates should not try to re-sign him. It's just going to cost them too much right now. Yeah, he's going to be wanting a lot of money. Yeah, and he deserves it too, the way he played last year. So, you know, he's going to be a top believer somewhere else in the league. Um, they're losing a lot of starters, but not a lot of people that I would say deserve to be starters maybe. So they're not going to yeah. have a lot of interest from other teams in the league. I mean, so you got Colin Moran. Zero uh, war. Yeah, literally zero war. Chad Cool, zero, zero. war. Steven Brault, point one. Zero point one war. Um, Todd Frazier, a negative war. Um, Todd Frazier is also 35 years old. Yeah. Um, Jason, Jason Shreve, um, I think he's worth signing at least because he is a relief pitcher. So you're going you're gonna to want that. Or he'll find another place in the league. But so you look at it, they may be losing a lot in free agency. Maybe they, I don't know, they, they're probably the best team to re sign a lot of these guys just to hold on to them for a smaller amount of money until they have the prospects to fill in these positions. Um, as for their prospects, they were the only team in this division with more than three in the top 100. As a matter of fact, they had well, almost they had three in the top 50. Third yeah. was 52. They had all five in the top 100. So really good prospects here from the Pirates. That That's the encouraging thing for them. Um, Henry Davis the, is a catcher in advanced single A. He's the 22nd prospect. You got Quinn Priester, uh, right-handed pitcher in advanced single A, 49th prospect. Um O'Neill Cruz, MLB ready shortstop. Uh, Nick Gonzalez, advanced single A second baseman. Um, and Pagero, MLB ready shortstop. So they have two MLB ready shortstops. Not sure how they're going to do that. Uh, you know, three of their top, pro top five prospects are middle infielders. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm sure some of them, somebody can move to second. Somebody may be able to move to third. They're going to have to work that out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, three of their top five are in advanced single A, and the other two are MLB ready. So that's kind of a weird spread. Yeah. There's nobody in between. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you got some guys where it's going to be a while. I mean, your, your two top prospects are in advanced single A, so it's going to be a while before the Pirates can go anywhere, really. They may bring up O'Neill Cruz this year. Yeah. I would assume they probably will. Figuero this year. So they have two guys that are ready to bring up this year. Both of them are shortstops. Yeah. Now, if I remember, O'Neill Cruz played for the 
West Virginia Power when I was working down there. If I remember correctly, they put him, he played a little bit of center out too. So he could, they may be looking to put him in the outfield as well. Or not for like permanent, but he can play out there. Yeah. Dude has a rocket for an arm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the Pirates have stuff to be excited for. I think it's just going to be a while. Yeah. Because, I mean, you like like we said, two guys ready now. The other three guys, it's going to be a while. And they have another top draft pick coming in this year. So, you know, as far as free agency and what they need to do right now, there's not a lot to do right now. It's just a waiting game for them, unfortunately. Yeah. It seems to be like that a lot for the Pirates, too. Yeah. This rebuild seems to have been going on for a little while now. Yeah. At least, I don't know, they've rebuilt like three times throughout my childhood, it feels like, too, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they've never been really good. Yeah. At least I mean, they made the much. playoffs, you know, here and there. Yeah, but you can make the playoffs and, and not be a very good team. It, it's one year of making the playoffs and then going to being completely bad again. Right after yeah, like, to yeah. losing like over 100 games. Yeah. So, I don't know what's, what's going on in Pittsburgh because it's just, you know, it's going to take a while. At the same time, though, when it does pan out for them, eventually it's going to be really good yeah. if they play their cards right. Yeah, hopefully they, they haven't done. In yeah, the past. Nah, not, not at all. So the most important thing for them is to do great scouting, great development, and I mean those are something that concern me mildly with their track record recently, the past couple of years as an organization. So yeah. kind of scary there, but that's the Pirates. That's the NL Central. Um, kind of concerning for the Pirates, but who do you think's? I mean, who do you think's really competitive? Where do you think these teams line up with the other playoff teams at the end of the year? Now, I think St. Louis and the Brewers are definitely the top two teams in the division. Uh, if the Reds, if the Reds have a consistent year, they could probably be in that conversation as well. They were just so streaky last year. It's hard to hard to put them anywhere other than that third slot. And then I think the Cubs and the Pirates, depending on what the Cubs do, if the Cubs roster stays as it is or relatively as it is, they don't make any big splashes in free agency. Uh, they'll probably – they'll be fighting – well, not fighting. Pirates and Cubs are going to be – down there at the bottom again. Um, yeah, I think the Reds can have a shot if their prospect pitchers mm-hmm. really pick it up. Yeah. At the same time, though, I am kind of concerned that a team that finished in third didn't do anything to improve overall. Yeah. So I think most likely the Reds kind of just stay where they are. Mm-hmm. I think it's unlikely that their pitchers can elevate them that much, but it's possible. Yeah, they got to make a splash free agency. They got to sign somebody if they want to if they want to jump into that conversation with the Cardinals or the Brewers. Truly, mm-hmm. yeah, that's consistently I mean, staying in conversation. Yeah. It could happen, depending on you know how Hunter Green turns out. Really, 
Hunter Green comes out and, you know, spends way more time in the MLB than what we think, that could turn around. But if they enter the year like they're looking right now with three good starters and a four or five starter that are really weak, kind of as they're sitting right now, it's not going to be good. No. So it's going to be then St. Louis and Milwaukee. Milwaukee's offense, again, as it stands right now, is a possibly what holds them back from going far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, again, but but by miracle, though, you know, Lorenzo Kane and Christian Yelich may figure it out. So, yeah, uh, hope, hopefully, Yelich figures it out. Yeah, we really want to see him back at you know MVP level. Yeah, at least half of what he was because he's not even close. All star level. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, guys, thanks for joining us on the third out today. Um, next week we will be back with the top 10 third baseman. Uh, so if you're a Cleveland fan, maybe a good episode to tune in. Um, but thank you guys for joining us. I am Bryson French. That is Noah Whiskey, and we will see you guys next time.